So on today's show, I'm going to be speaking about how weight loss happens, when weight loss is noticeable, signs of weight loss, and the timeline for noticeable results. So let's get started with the show. Welcome back to another show, guys. Like I said in the intro, I'm going to be tackling the topic of weight loss and how it happens and when you should expect to see or notice some results. And it's a, again, it's a typical question that I would encounter a lot dealing with clients on a one-to-one basis in the expectancy of seeing some results or noticing results pretty soon. Um, it's probably on the back of, as you all well know yourselves, certain TV shows where a person will drop an enormous amount of weight in the first week or the second week or the third week. And it gives this perception to Joe Public that this is how weight loss happens and how it should happen for them. And then it doesn't take long for a little quick maths um summary just to bring it into play to go okay if i lose seven pounds and it's six weeks that's 42 pounds so i'm gonna lose you know i'm gonna lose three stone in x amount of weeks so it gives people this unrealistic expectation um putting into a little small equation just because something they've seen on tv so we're going to address certain topics and little areas as we go through the show today and try to give people a better understanding and a better perspective of what to expect and what they should expect and the limitations around weight loss. It's going to take a little bit of time for others obviously to notice when it comes to um, different weight loss results and it can vary significantly from person to person and that's a really good and important understanding to have well when you approach the subject of weight loss so we're really looking at how long does it really take to lose weight you're going to have to consider a lot of different factors it's including your starting size the type of eating plan that you're on can you know can play a big role in obviously your results on a weekly basis if in general you, you stick to your plan we're talking exercise hitting your um your smart goals your daily targets your weekly targets whatever it's broken up into with the person that you're working with you should see some significant results in weeks two and three but again this comes down to another big question mark over it is your adherence to the plan so briefly let's just look at how weight loss happens and how you should go about this specific target and role and how basically the weight is going to start coming off and why it's going to start coming off so i've talked about it at length and some certain um, social media posts and on this podcast before that weight loss is only going to happen when you consume fewer calories than you burn all right so we're going to have to emphasize a calorie deficit so when you consume fewer calories then you burn your body will take the energy it needs from your stored body mass it's 
pretty, pretty simple. When we break it down like that, some of this body mass will be fat, of course, while another portion might come from muscle mass. And we throw water weight in there also as well. But obviously you want to emphasize sparing as much muscle mass as possible because, um, or sorry, while losing the body fat is obviously the most ideal situation for people. And this is what happens when people go into a huge calorie deficit that they end up actually burning their muscle mass, which is obviously a big negative, particularly if you're someone that's well-trained and you're just looking to lean out over a certain period of time. So the average weight loss for anyone that's embarking on a weight loss plan is going to obviously vary greatly because it depends on the calorie deficit that you're working with. If your deficit is smaller, the weight will come off less quickly. Okay, but key point here, while a more significant deficit can lead to faster weight loss. Okay, so key point, however, it's important to note that if the weight loss is more rapid, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's better. Okay, so you'll have people that will go on these juice cleanses or detox teas or whatever they're whatever they're eating, whatever they're trying to lose weight as quickly as possible. And what happens is obviously yes to lose weight, but we quantify that weight. Maybe it's muscle mass, maybe it's fat, maybe it's just some water. And what happens is yes, you might lose some weight over a period. So we'll just pick a broad number of say six weeks, because that's generally what these these companies will sell them at. You've lost X amount of weight. What usually happens is then it leads to weight regain okay or we often call it a rebound where the person then obviously starts to consume solid foods again and the weight just piles back on okay so the leaner you are or the more often or long you have been in your calorie deficit the more time it may take to lose that weight as well so if you've been again when you speak to everybody involved in weight loss or people are losing it they're generally in a diet 365 days of the year um 24 7 trying to lose weight so they're always on to the next fad or the next thing or people often put themselves in a calorie deficit because of certain knowledge they've um they've, they've absorbed from online or wherever they're getting their information from and they restrict their eating and have been in a calorie deficit for maybe six, seven, eight, nine weeks and pushing that into months and then into sometimes years for some people where they will just constantly, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're obviously going to lead to weight loss because they've been sitting in a calorie deficit for so long that it's obviously affecting some hormonal hormonal changes within the body as well so it's a key indication here we need to go from a calorie deficit and back into a maintenance phase and then into a calorie deficit again to allow the body to adjust and to make changes and to adjust your calorie needs if need be as well so let's look at when weight loss becomes noticeable we're going to have to have a more selective view and open up the book here on 
what factors that affect weight loss and to give you a greater understanding of that and have an understanding of the subject and why the weight might not be coming off as easy as you thought or there could be some unexplained factors that you mightn't have considered when you started your weight loss journey so a couple of different factors that we're going to look at here and sometimes there is no clear answers about how soon the weight is going to to start coming off it comes back to the whole thing of really you know you have to trust the process and you're going to have to measure it across an extended period amount of time it's it's not enough to just say that it's okay i've tried this for five days i haven't lost weight it's obviously not working it might be a week it might be two weeks it might be three weeks it's about being consistent in your diet and your exercise and how you've applied that deficit so the first thing obviously i'd like to look at and address here is a factor that some people will compare themselves to another person and how they do x y and z so that's age and your sex are a big determination on how soon it will possibly come off so when we break that down and look at it a little bit more in depth and be more specific we're talking about your metabolism it's obviously affected by your age and your sex like for example a an older person and females they tend to have a slower resting metabolic rate compared to say for example a guy in his late teens or early 20s and this is because people are younger and who have more male hormones have more muscle mass and more muscle mass and metabolism are obviously linked so with females they tend to have a higher fat mass percentage also as well compared to to men unfortunately women unfortunately for women um to aid obviously in fertility and breastfeeding so they tend to have less muscle mass percentages as part of their overall total body weight. And just to give a summary there on the resting metabolic rate for those that might be familiar with the term. So, it, so you might, might see the abbreviation RMR as well. Basically, it's the rate your body burns calories for fuel when it's completely at rest. So these are obviously the calories your body requires to perform certain functions like breathing and circulation as well. So your, your resting metabolic rate makes up a large portion of, I'll throw another acronym at you, your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure. And that's the total calories you burn daily. So that leads us in nicely into our second factor, and that's, the starting size so your starting size is obviously going to play a major role in how soon you start to notice results when you have a weight loss goal so for example just to break it down a little bit more if your starting weight falls into the obese range on a body mass index or a bmi to abbreviate is it's it is not impossible for your weight to change quickly and that's especially in the early days and that's why like i said at the start of the show speaking about these weight loss programs it's generally a person that falls into the obese or morbidly obese range and that's why you see these quick weight changes over maybe 
you know, four, five, six, seven days and leading into maybe a two-week period. However, you're going to have weight fluctuation may is not going to be noticeable on, say, example, a larger frame. So if you have like a, a small build and a lower BMI, your weight may come off more slowly, but it might be apparent more quickly just simply by by your frame. So it's important to recognize that as well from your starting size and where you're starting. If you begin your program with a lower starting BMI, you're, you're going to be more likely to have less weight to lose and it will likely come off at a slower rate of about, say, one to two pounds a week, which is the recommended norm. So it's important to distinguish that for yourself and have an understanding and grasp that concept before you embark on your weight loss journey. Which brings us into our next factor, and that is a calorie deficit. Now, I know we spoke about it a little bit earlier, but how large or small your calorie deficit is going to affect the rate of your weight loss. So if we look at that a little bit more in depth, technically a pound is worth about 3,500 calories, meaning if you burn 3,500 calories more than you consume, you will lose one pound. Okay, so the way we would break that down as well, generally would be 500 calories of a deficit per day across a week. Do the maths, seven by 500 is your 3,500 calories. However, it's not always the case and weight loss can be greater or less depending on some other factors. So just because you've placed yourself into that calorie deficit of 3,500 for the week, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to lose one pound. It could be four pound. It could be only half a pound. There's certain factors that might come into play. It's not to get discouraged. You could have some other factors we will look at as well, such as hormones and digestion might play a role in determining that figure for the week if you're doing it on a weekly basis. So the 3,500 calorie rule, obviously it's one that you've probably heard of before and it's one that many people will follow. And it helps to give a strong figure for people to work towards when they're calorie counting and to maintain that calorie deficit and make the whole process a little bit simpler. So to lose one pound per week, like I mentioned there, you're going to have to aim for a 500 calorie deficit per day. And ideally, when you got this question recently, you'd want to be having it or creating that deficit from both exercise and from your diet. So whether you do the split yourself, I use a 300-200 split, 300 coming from exercise, 200 from your diet, it's up to yourself or whoever you're working with to plan in that and what way they, they work it. It can come from, some people do it from diet alone or people do it from exercise alone. But I obviously like to use a mix and it tends to work very, very well. So speak to whoever you're working with or if you're doing it yourself, mix it up a little bit if you've been doing it solely from your diet. Try a, maybe a 50-50 approach on 250-250 
just for something fresh to work in with your new weight loss plan. So our next factor is the type of diet that you will be on. So diet type and some diet plans might be designed particularly to include, I, I've seen a number of them across the years, um, an initial phase that results in an accelerated weight loss. If you look at the likes of the Atkins diet, for example, it includes um, mostly like a, a jump start for a week or two with the food restriction being a little bit more intense. So you might obviously notice, or even other people might notice more weight loss at the initial beginning or the phase or a lot earlier than you might have expected yourself. So you might lose, for example, maybe five, six pounds or more per week during that initial phase. And obviously in your in your own head, you're happy and other people have noticed it. So it gives you that little kick or that boost to continue with the diet. But as a result, it's going to be pretty difficult to sustain over an extended period of time because weight loss experienced during those phases, it's, uh, it's mostly attributed to water loss and particularly related to Atkins and your keto, for example, it might be true carbohydrate restriction and it's not really a true reflection. It's not fat loss. Sorry to, to burst your bubble, but in reality, when you're looking at your diet, you know, these types of diets only work because they can create a calorie deficit. So if you're not in a deficit, these diets will not lead to weight loss. So what I suggest to people, and a lot of people, is there's not one size fits all, and it shouldn't be like that. The easiest diet for, or the best diet for you to achieve your goals is the one that you're most likely to adhere to. So the next factor we're going to look at that comes into play is sleep and i'm sure you've all heard it before your sleep habits can indirectly affect your weight loss efforts and there mightn't be an obvious link or correlation there for most people but if you're too tired to exercise or too tired to make or to do your meal prep and you end up relying on getting a takeaway obviously your your weight loss goals is going to become a lot more challenging people who get less sleep you know you you tend to go for those and i've been there myself and and i've experienced this also you know reach for the foods that are you know higher in calories especially fatty foods and sugary foods in an attempt to gain the energy because you've had insufficient rest basically a lack of sleep is also obviously when you're that little bit weaker, your willpower and your healthy decision making is less likely to happen, obviously through mental and physical fatigue. So it's important that we get at least seven hours, if not eight hours, ideally sleep, especially when we are working our way through our weight loss journey. And just to summarize then a couple of other little factors that could obviously play a role in impeding your weight loss goals and targets. Other factors like 
you could have certain medical conditions stress is another one as well so obviously medical conditions can vary greatly from small to, to big certain medications then as well they're going to have a, a big impact on you either trying to lose weight or trying to gain weight for example stress hormones definitely play a big role in it as well so you're obviously going to need to speak to a medical professional if you're taking any medications and explain to them what you're trying to do and how you can go about it or again stress is another key area you know particularly over the last while it hasn't been easy for a lot of people so if you have high levels of stress you're obviously going to try and reduce those stressful activities and maybe take a step back and see is this weight loss journey and what you're doing right now is that going to add to the stress can you alleviate the stress is the exercise and helping with the stress or is it putting undue stress on you so you need to maybe take a, a little step back and look at some of the key stressors in your life and try to alleviate those before you actually start off in this journey and you know clear a little path in your calendar and in your work day and look at these triggers and see can you alleviate them both for obviously your mental health both for your physical health in the long run so moving on from those factors then we're going to look at obviously the signs of weight loss so there's obviously different ways that you can determine whether or not your weight loss efforts are starting to take effect but you have to keep in mind that weight loss and fat loss are not always one and the same. I can't stress that enough. And how we measure progress can affect how soon you're obviously going to see results. If you're only focused on the scale, you may miss out on other signs of weight loss. So it's very, very important when people go into a weight loss program and how things are measured and their expectations are obviously met but you need to have a broad view on weight loss and fat loss and obviously there's different ways other than the scales and we look at the scales as well but if you're to look at for example clothing size being a big one it's a big one that i always try and reinforce with clients and get them to to keep an eye on because obviously it's something that we do on a daily basis not necessarily wanting people to jump on the the scales on a daily basis but clothing size is something that you probably notice a lot lot quicker so you're obviously likely to see change your clothes particularly if you've lost weight all right so it's a big big thing for a lot of people clothes are fitting better they're looser or to go and obviously purchase new clothes as a result of weight loss because things aren't aren't fitting like they, they used to before which can be a great post a great plus and a bonus for everyone that exhilaration of having to go and buy new clothing because you're a new size and that feel good factor that comes with having to go and purchase new clothes as well because your obviously your efforts are really starting to to pay off one of the other things then obviously we could do is look at body measurements is something i do with all my clients or I get my clients to do with um, on the online PT. Very, very similar, obviously, to your clothing fitting. It may show changes 
aren't reflective on the scales. So again, it's another important and key factor. If you're starting a weight loss program, you need to really start with your measurements. Obviously, people will want the scales as well, but start with getting your measurements taken at the very, very beginning. And then compare them on your weekly or fortnightly basis, whatever you've agreed in correlation with your SMART goals, whatever that might be. It might be on a weekly basis. That's up to you. But it's obviously going to show you certain changes in body composition. So it's a key thing to include in your weight loss plan and your weight loss journey. And obviously the scales, the number on the scale being a, another sign of weight loss is obviously it's another factor and it's not the be all and end all. Is it a good one to measure? Yes, of course it is. But for a number of different reasons, obviously it can become excessive for a lot of people and people have this idyllic number in their head but they're not actually sure of what they would look like, what their body composition is going to be like at that particular number. It's just a figure that they've had in their head. But again, obviously using the scales can have its ups and downs as well. So if you're using like sort of a really good digital scales, something like the, the Fitbit one, you can link it to your Fitbit Aura you might be able to notice fractional changes in your weight loss as well, or it might give you a readout based on water percentages, muscle mass, um, fat mass as well. But, and this is, again, this is where people benefit for obviously investing in a higher tech scales, for example, that obviously if you're doing a resistance-based program as well, and you've increased your protein intake, there might be an increase in muscle mass over a period of time and that can result in weight gain on the scale and even not highlight I should say um, the body fat that you might have lost in that period as well so if you've gained two pounds of muscle mass and you've gone I've lost two pounds of fat you're obviously going to break even so it might be an indication it could be a downer for some people um, even though their progress is being huge in that period of time and not highlighted correctly for you. So this is why sometimes focusing on the particular number and focusing on the scales can have a detrimental impact on, obviously, your mental approach and putting a downer on your efforts over that period of time as well. So, like I said, the scales is not the be-all and end-all. Finally, then I'm going to try and put together a little timeline for noticeable weight loss. So you need to remember that new clothing size and a smaller body are not the only benefits to weight loss. But these are some weight loss changes that you will likely see eventually. Okay, so trust the process, be patient, be consistent. So I'm going to put together based on a four-week period, certain noticeable weight loss factors that come in between week one and week four. All right? And I have to stress this point in particular, it's, it's kind of a sample timeline of when you might see the changes if, if 
if you stick to a healthy, reduced calorie eating plan and a moderate exercise program. But again, as I explained earlier with the factors, it's not typically the same for everyone. All right, so it's casting a broad net over a very delicate subject. But let's have a go at it here. So week one, generally most people start to see some changes in the scale. And we talked about the different factors that might affect that. You're likely to feel better, but not see major changes around the composition of your body. Week two, you're likely to start to see some changes in the way your body looks, possibly feels. Exercise is going to start to feel easier and your clothes possibly be a little bit looser. Coming into week three, this is often when you're going to start to feel the momentum in your weight loss journey. Hopefully, you've broken down some barriers. If you've been consistent, again, if you've been consistent in your plan, your body's going to respond and you'll start to feel like the program is successful and it's starting to build a little bit of hope and it's backing up your beliefs and it's you trusting the process and you're getting excited about the whole thing. Coming into week four, it's possible that you've lost enough weight safely to be a possibly a different clothes size, down the jean size, down a dress size, whatever it might be. And your new eating plan is starting to feel like more of a normal routine. And again, that's depending on the amount of weight obviously you have to lose. You may start to make certain adjustments to your eating plan for like I spoke about earlier, for weight maintenance. So I'd recommend that you do it maybe between four and six-week blocks. If the weight loss is starting to slow down, most definitely go back to a maintenance phase and then adjust your calorie intake. You're going to have to look at your BMR again and go through certain calculations with your PT in order to make those changes. And then go for an extended period of a maintenance phase and then go into your calorie deficit again to do it safely. So... That paints a little picture, a little timeline of when and how you should see some noticeable results. I think that's a good place to wrap it for today's podcast, guys, on how long does it take to notice weight loss and giving you some little insight to the ins and outs of the weight loss journey and what to expect along the way. As always, if you have any questions, the show links are below and get in touch if there's any subject you'd like me to cover or anything you'd like me to go into in more depth or just like to reach out and ask me some questions about today's show by all means do so i'll see you all again next week enjoy the rest of your day